Good morning. Good to see everybody here this morning. Sun's shining. We didn't have any rain in Scottsburg. I don't know about here. Did? That's good. Because somebody needs rain somewhere, and that's, uh, that's for sure. Do we have any birthdays this week? See, I remembered this time. No birthdays. Anniversaries. No anniversaries. Okay. Monthly business meeting tomorrow evening starts at 6 o'clock in the fellowship hall. Uh, Tuesday is election day, primary election day. The uh, men's fellow area, men's fellowship, will meet uh, a week from the, uh, tomorrow at uh, at Little York Church. And there's uh, once again, there will be no uh, no meal served. Gonna wait till wait till this uh, COVID threat is down lower than it is now. I think to, before we start eating again. Ah. Uh, Next Sunday, guys, Mother's Day. Don't forget that. If you're going to call your mother, don't call collect. <laughs> let's uh, let's continue to praise the Lord. By turning to number 35, we will glorify the King of Kings. Let's stand and sing. Number 67, O God, our help in ages past.
Brother Wayne, will you lead us in prayer, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this, another Lord's Day that you've given us. We thank you for everything that we have. Everything we have is from you. Lord, we ask you to be with all the sick that have been mentioned in our bulletin, ones that can't be here. Lord, lay your healing hands on them. Ones that aren't here, touch their hearts so they can join us again. Lord, we ask prayers for our country, for our world, that we may get people to look toward you for guidance. Be with us throughout the rest of this day and the rest of this service. Bless that everything that is being done is according to your word and your will. Prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Our communion hymn this morning is number 264, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. Oh. 
communion meditation this morning will be brought by Brother Wayne Morris. Good morning. Is anything real? Well, an example, I went into a restaurant the other day and I like hot sauce on stuff and this stuff had Texas in the name so I thought it'd be pretty good and I looked at it. It was made in North Carolina, so I don't know what to <laughs> Anyway, we live in a society that seems more and more to be dominated by imitations. What appears to be wooden furniture turns out to be plywood covered by a thin veneer of real wood. Look at the labels in the grocery store and you see it everywhere. Fruit juices may have fruit far down the list of ingredients. The words artificial flavor and color are very commonplace. We see the same thing in other areas of our lives. We have become so accustomed to hypocrisy and deception that if we're not careful, we can become jaded and cynical. We aren't even surprised anymore when political figures, celebrities, religious leaders, reveal to have had engaged in multiple affairs. When we hear pending legislation discussed on the news, the accounts vary so widely that we are left wondering if either side is telling us the truth. Is anything real anymore? Can we believe in anything? What about the story of Jesus? Did that really happen? Or as some scholars would have us believe, was that Jesus lived and walked on the earth radically different from the Jesus that's portrayed in the gospel? That's really a complex question that cannot be adequately answered in a couple of minutes today. But let me leave you with one fact to consider. What happened to Jesus, his immediate apostles believed in him so much they were willing to die horrible deaths rather than renounce the faith they had. These men who had been with Jesus touched him, talked with him, listened to him teach, and all with one voice said he is the real thing. He is what he claims to be. He is the Son of God. When we take the Lord's Supper, we affirm our conviction, not only that Jesus lived, but that he still lives, and that because of him, we too will live forever. We remember his death but only so that we can say with Thomas, my Lord, my God. Is Jesus real? If he isn't, then nothing is real. But because Jesus is real, you and I are also real, and we have the promise that we will be with him forever. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this day and all the blessings of life you've given us. We thank you at this time especially for your son, that was sacrificed upon the tree for the remission of our sins. We honor him with remembrance of the broken body and the shed blood at this time. Be with each person as they take of these emblems. That will be done according to his will. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
let's take a few moments just to uh, just to talk to Jesus one on one. When Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room for the Passover meal, Jesus took bread and broke it, blessed it, gave it to them saying, This is my body broken for you, eat ye of it. Likewise the cup, when they had eaten, Jesus took it and blessed it. Giving thanks, he passed it to them, saying, This is the blood of the new covenant shed for the forgiveness of sin. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Let's stand for the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Turn to number uh, 507. Are ye able, said the Master.
be seated. We'd like to call John Clemick up for a special. Today I'm going to do a song by uh, Zach Williams called Face to Face. Amen. <clears throat> oh, I'm a traveler far from home. I get lost, but I press on. Amen. There's a mansion in streets of gold. Where I belong Yes, there's a day Coming soon When the old Will be made new In heaven's glory Shines like the morning Before I when we all see Jesus, when we all see Jesus, no more sickness, no more madness, Amen. no more pain. Thank you, Jesus. When we all See Jesus face to face. Then we will sing with angel voices. There will be a great rejoicing. Amen. Holy, holy, worthy, worthy. Is the Lamb. Amen. When we all see Jesus, when we all see Jesus, no more sickness, no more madness, no more pain. When we all see Jesus face to face, yes. what a glorious day that'll be. Yes. When we all see Jesus face to face. Amen. All right. Well, you've already had a good message this morning. <laughs> There's an older version of that song, Face to Face. Oh, good morning. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? God is good. All the time. You know, I, I, I keep reading and learning more about uh, Jewish culture, and especially in the days that Christ was here among us, and wow, what a difference it makes when you really begin to understand more of the meaning of things, and so 
choosing the 12 is what we're going to talk about this morning as, as Jesus chose the 12 apostles or disciples. And so I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture from Mark chapter 3 beginning at verse 13. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted. And they came to him. He appointed 12, designating them apostles. But that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the 12 he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the name Boanerges, which means sons of thunder. (laughs) Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Now, we're told in another place that Jesus went out the night before by himself, went up to the mountain and prayed. And prayed pretty much all night so that he would know who the Father had chosen for him to pick. Now, this is the first lesson for us, okay? Is that anytime there is an important decision that needs to be made, the first thing we need to do is to talk to our Heavenly Father and keep at that prayer and persistently, maybe even fasting along with it, until we get an answer. Otherwise, we may go ahead and do the wrong thing instead of the right thing. I know because I've done the wrong thing many times. <laughs> Waiting, waiting and thinking, well, he's not going to tell me, so I'm just going to do it. (laughs) Uh, I think that's called being impatient. Uh, And afterwards, it can be called being sinful. Uh, So, you know, we must, we must listen to God. We must listen to God. Why? Well, let's think about this. The apostles, the disciples, the disciples are one who is taught Apostle is one who is sent. Now, they're not just sent. They're sent out with authority. In the original language, sometimes the word apostle was used for the meaning of a person who was an ambassador. Now, what are we called? Jesus said, we're the ambassadors, his ambassadors. We're sent out. We are apostles, folks. We are apostles. We're all sent out to represent Jesus and God here on earth. And, you know, I have to ask myself every once in a while, if I was to stand before court and was being judged to determine whether or not I was a Christian based on what I did, would I be found guilty? (laughs) Uh, You know, something to consider, something to think about. But... The first thing he did was he went and he prayed and found out who the father wanted him to choose. Because think of it. He could have chose anybody. He could have chose just the people he liked. uh, The people who were already eager rather than 
maybe dealing with somebody like Judas and somebody with an attitude like Peter's who's sometimes hard to get along with and wants to argue about everything. <laughs> uh, so, you know, he, he didn't just pick his favorites, folks. In fact, God has no favorites. That's what the Bible tells us. He has no favorites. So what made these people the ones he chose? Why did he choose? And why did he choose people who were fishermen and and tax collectors? Some of the lower class people, and some of them were some of the most despised people, and yet Jesus chose them. Why? Why? Well, first of all, God told him to. That's pretty important. (laughs) That one's hard to get around. When God tells you to do something, you should do it, right? Uh, Oh, wait a minute. But I don't want to. But I don't like that. But, yeah, it's more than big butts. And they get in the way. So we have to be careful that we don't allow our thoughts to reason why we shouldn't do what God says. But Jesus was obedient to the Father. But these 12 people, okay, with the exception of one, and he knew this from the beginning. Judas was the one who would betray him. He knew that. His father had already revealed that to him. He already knew that. But he chose him anyway. Why? Because there was a plan already for Jesus to die. Somebody had to play the fall guy. Somebody had to be the bad guy. And Judas was born for that reason, folks. He was born for that reason. He was always the one who would betray Christ. God knew it since before time began. So what about the rest of the 11 here? What about them? What was it about them that caused him to choose them? Well, when we think about that he chose people from the lower classes of the day, uh, rather than choosing going to the temple and choosing the priest and the teachers of the day, well, part of that is, is that everyday people can more easily reach out to everyday people. When you and I speak to somebody that's on the same level as us, they're more likely to listen. Now, if, if a person that didn't even finish high school starts trying to tell someone who's got a degree in biology how biological things work, <laughs> they're probably not going to listen to you too much. Especially if you're wrong and they know it. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, everyday people can reach out to other everyday people. But there's much more to it than that. The most important thing is that they made themselves available to God when he called. God can use anybody, folks. Sometimes he even uses the devil and his people to accomplish his will. God can use anybody, but he wants to use you and me if we are willing to do what he says. If we are listening, first of all, for him to tell us what to do, and we're in his word so we can hear him. And then 
We have to be teachable. These men were teachable. Every rabbi throughout the history of the Jews and of other religions, by the way, if they had a rabbi or a teacher and they chose disciples, those disciples would come and live with their rabbi. And they would go everywhere he went. They would do everything he did. They would see everything he did. They would hear everything he taught. And then once the, lesson, once the master had finished speaking in private, if they had questions about what he said, then he would instruct them. And here's another thing, is that when disciples of a rabbi, when they were in their teaching mode, their, their, when they were in the, the time of listening and learning, the master would often have them pair them up and say, okay, I want you to talk about, give them a topic. One would defend and one would argue against it. Why? Because then you learn and grow. When you're in a debate, you're forced to recall things to your mind. You're forced to sometimes go and dig and look up details so that you can defend or argue against that particular thing. Huh. Why don't we do that? (laughs) All we do is we come here on Sunday morning and listen to me. And I certainly don't know it all. Uh, In fact, I'm learning. There's very little little I do know. (laughs) The more I learn about God and his word, the more I realize there's so much more to know (laughs) that I haven't got to. So these apostles, like I said, first of all, they were available. They, when Christ came and said, follow me, it says immediately, immediately, they stopped what they were doing and they followed him. Now, he knew already that this would be their mindset, that he knew already that they would do this. Now, first of all, you have to realize in order for someone to, to be chosen by a rabbi was a great honor. It was a great honor. And these guys would have been blown away because they would have thought, oh, wait a minute, I haven't been in, in school, you know, learning under a rabbi. I haven't been studying the scriptures because I've been working. Why do you want me? Now, did you ever think when, when you were called by Jesus for salvation, did you ever stop and think, why would he want me? I still think that sometimes, folks. Why would he want me? <laughs> I mean, you know, Paul said this is a trustworthy saying that Christ came to save sinners of whom I am chief. <laughs> and I can identify with that because I know me. <laughs> I know me and God knows me and yet he wants me anyway. Despite my faults. He still loves me. He still wants me. He still can use me because I make myself available and because I try to be teachable. You know, 
when I'm teaching a class of any kind, and anybody in here who's ever done that, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you have people that just want to argue about everything. They don't really want to learn. They want to be the teacher. But what they want to teach, they don't really have a clue what they're talking about. So you can't allow them to be the teacher. But they want to be. You try to tell them this is the way it is. This is what the scripture says. Yeah, but what about... (laughs) Why couldn't it be... (laughs) Uh, Well... I heard this one preacher on TV and he said, (laughs) boy, you talk about insults. (laughs) That's insults, folks. Oh, guy on TV knows much more than you do. Well, why don't you go to his church? (laughs) Uh, So, you know, there's something to being available, being teachable, and then you have to learn to imitate. The master. That's why you have to be paying such close attention to everything. Even they paid attention to his mindset, his attitude as he was addressing certain peoples. I mean, they learned all of the minute details that many of us never pay attention to. We see somebody acting a certain way, and sometimes we think, man, what an idiot. Uh, but they may be making a valid point of some kind, and we're just not paying attention because we've already judged them. (laughs) Uh, Which, by the way, the Scripture says don't do that. So we have to be uh, available, we have to be teachable, and we have to apply ourselves to learning Him. Now, how would we learn about Jesus today? Come on, give me some answers. This is, a, this is a conversation. This is not just one way. Tell me, how, how, how can we learn about Jesus today? Through the Bible, what? Bible studies. Yeah, and that, that's, she didn't say Bible readings. She said Bible studies. Okay, there's a difference. How else? Can we? Huh? Prayer. Absolutely. Listen to him. Talk to him. You know, when we're reading his word and studying his word and there's something we don't understand, sometimes we need to ask him to reveal the answer. How many of you know what a study Bible is? How many of you use a study Bible? Really use it. Follow the references. Yeah, see, we own study Bibles, but we often rarely use them the way they're intended. As you're reading the scripture, you will notice that there's little numbers and little letters. And along with that, on the side of the margin or at the bottom of the page, there is those letters or numbers. And they give you references, they give you definitions, uh, all kinds of things you can learn on your own without a preacher, without a teacher, other than Jesus, (laughs) because he is the rabbi, the teacher. And what he will show you will always be right. Now you can verify that through other people. You can also get what's called commentary. (laughs) You can get commentaries for every book of the Bible, for every verse of the Bible. Are they all right? Nope. Because they're not Jesus either. 
That's just one man's opinion. That's why you should always read more than one commentary. You know, I used to never read a commentary that wasn't by somebody that was of the restoration movement. I just wouldn't do it. I thought, what's the point? They don't agree anyway. Well, that's the point. They don't agree. Gives you an option. Gives you something else to listen to. Not only that, but even though there are points that we may not agree with, that doesn't mean that they bring out several other points that you hadn't thought of or seen before. That breaks you deeper, brings you deeper into the Word of God. These apostles, these disciples, they started as disciples and became apostles. These disciples were chosen by God and by Jesus because they were going to go with Jesus. They were willing to give up even a very lucrative business in some cases and just no pay other than the honor of being the the. the disciple of a rabbi and what your pay was was you learned more of the word of God you learned more of how to honor God with your life you know in America it used to be that churches were places that were thought of as a holy place and people respected a church used to be that hardly ever would anybody Go in a church and tear up anything or steal anything. Not so now, folks. Not so now. Used to be that even if you weren't a Christian, you still respected people who were because you thought, hey, they're good people. They try to do good things. They try to do right. That's not how people think of us now, is it? Now they call us names. Now they look down on us because now the house of God and the people of God are the things that's in the way of them getting to do what they want. Which is a good thing, by the way. That means that we represent God on earth as we were called to do. And they don't like it because we point out their sins. Oh, how dare you call me that? How dare you say that I'm sinning? How dare, who do you think you are? Your Bible says, judge not lest you be judged. <laughs> when, when we're talking about the things of Scripture, I'm sorry. If we're quoting Scripture and we're doing it accurately, I'm not the one that's judging you. It's the Word that is judging you. So take your complaint up with Him, not me. So these 12, they were called, they followed Jesus everywhere. They paid attention. Now, folks, we we think of these 12 sometimes as the only apostles, but there's many, many more, many, many more. Most of the women that's mentioned in the Bible were his disciples, and some of them were even his apostles. You know, we don't like to think that way. Oh, no, women can't do anything. I'm sorry. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You go back and read the Old Testament, there was lots of women prophetesses. There were women uh, that led men to war even. Deborah. I mean, come on. (laughs) 
Let's be real about this thing. Let's not use man's judgment, but let's use what God's principles are. They were given the ability to learn how to preach from the master. They watched him as he got into debates with the enemy, basically, which were most often the priest of the day, the Levites, the ones who were supposed to be the spiritual leaders of the day, and they would have been considered the political leaders of the day too. And here you have the Son of God himself, the Messiah that comes to teach man how to be saved and how we should live. And these people wanted to argue with him and they wanted to kill him. Sound familiar? <laughs> uh, folks, if, if you read materials about Christians in other countries, you'll find out many people are put to death today for their faith. In 2020, there were more Christians around the world killed for their faith than all of the years prior to it. It's getting worse, not better. It's getting worse. Many think of us as the germ that causes the disease that destroys. That's how they see us. Because we're spreading lies and giving people false hope. I got news for you. This is the only true hope there ever was or ever will be, folks. God cannot lie. It's not that he does not. He cannot. Some of us can say, maybe, honestly, that we do not lie. But none of us can say we cannot lie. Do you know why God cannot lie? It's a sin. He's perfect. I'm sorry? Right, it's not part of his character. It's not part of who he is. But here's the main thing. What happens when God speaks something? It happens. He cannot lie. If he says it, it's going to happen. (laughs) We may not like it, but it's going to happen. So, you know, these 12 were privileged to be the students of the Messiah. I mean, think about that, folks. What a privilege. What a blessing. They were chosen by the Messiah himself, the very Son of God, to learn from him how things should be. Now, there's a lot of significance in the teaching that they learned because Jesus knew that he was going to the cross and these men would be the ones with the authority and the teaching to continue his message. They're the ones that's responsible for beginning the church, folks. These are the ones. I mean, you think about the the significance of this thing. Jesus chose 12, one of which was going to betray him. And he he was replaced later on with Paul. (laughs) There was another that was put in his place, but also Paul was added to this thing. But here's the thing. 
You start with those 12, and look at how many of their Christians there are around the globe today. I would say they did a pretty good job, wouldn't you? They grew. In fact, on the day of Pentecost, that was the first time the full gospel was preached. And 3,000 souls were added that very day. A short time later, it said it had bumped up to 5,000. And then it just kept growing and kept growing. Now, there's also a significance in this happening on the day of Pentecost. What does Pentecost represent? Anybody? It's the day of the Holy Spirit about, but in antiquity, okay, Pentecost, Passover, the blood was shed, and God delivered his people in Israel. On the day of Pentecost, when Jesus had died and his blood had been shed, then the church began and he delivers his people. A message was given. And if you obey that message, you are delivered. It's the same. It's the same. So much. So much. There's things about the names. I won't go into all of that because there's a lot to it. But every name in the Bible has a meaning. And that meaning often describes the person's character or their occupation. But these 12, you know, there's the two brothers uh, that uh, James and and John, the sons of Zebedee, he called Boanerges, the sons of thunder. Now there's many uh, commentary about the reason why he called them this. But I think the main reason is because they went to a town with Jesus and the people didn't treat him right, didn't come out. And they asked Jesus, Lord, do you want us to call down lightning? (laughs) And he, of course, chastised them and told them that's not the spirit they were giving. They weren't given the spirit to go ahead and destroy people. They were here to save people. And so there's one of the lessons that they had to learn the hard way. You know, <clears throat> I was preaching one time at a place. I won't say where. <clears throat> but I learned a hard lesson because at that point, while I was preaching, I became, I got to thinking about the things that was happening at the church or more accurately, the things that weren't happening at that church. And my message got to go the wrong way. (laughs) And I got to talking about, I think, I, I wish, I think it should be I, I, I. And the pastor of that church called me to his house. (laughs) And I went, and I already knew what he was going to say. Because after the message, I was pretty much accosted. And asked never to come back, Um, (laughs) which I have since then, by the way. Uh, But the thing is, is that the pastor 
called me. I was filling in for him because he was out of town. I went to his house and he said, you know, they record your messages. <laughs> I said, yes, sir. I know that. He said, they brought me the tape and told me to listen to it. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> he said, I want you to go home and listen to this and see how many times you said, I think. I want. I, I, I. He said, You're, are you preaching for Jesus or are you preaching for yourself? <laughs> you know, smack. He got me. He wasn't angry. He wasn't uh, being uh, mean. But he pointed out my error. And I didn't like it. But I learned from it. I've never done that again, and hopefully I never will. (laughs) Uh, That's painful to have to stand before the people and apologize for knowing you overstepped your bounds, but that's what I did. Uh, He says that or leave. (laughs) And so, you know, these men sometimes did those things too. Why? Because we're all human. We're all human. If any of you in here are perfect, please raise your hand. I'll sit down and let you get up here. (laughs) You know, that's the whole point of this thing. If you really stop and think about it, we're not perfect. That's why we need a Savior. That's why we need to recognize that Jesus is the Master. He is the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He is our Savior only if we recognize Him as such and recognize our faults, recognize that we are sinners. When we look in the mirror, we should see ourselves for who we really are. Am I valuable to God? Absolutely. Am I beautiful in the eyes of God? Absolutely. Am I perfect? No way. But I am in his eyes. When he looks at me, he sees the blood of Jesus that cleansed me. He sees no sin. What a blessing. What a blessing. There is now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And if we're truly in Christ Jesus, we no longer live a life of sin, even though we do sin from time to time. There's a big difference because I can remember a time when I lived a life of sin and it didn't bother me. God was never in the equation. While I was smoking dope and doing all this other stupid stuff, drinking, getting drunk, chasing women, Going to bar after bar, night after night, weekend after weekend, sometimes even during the week. Because that's what the guys were doing. So I did it too. Like my dad used to say, well, if your friends jump off a bridge, you're going to go jump off with them? (laughs) Probably would have at the time. I was that stupid. Why? Because I wasn't following Jesus. I wasn't being a disciple. When you're a disciple, it does not make you perfect. And I want you to understand this very clearly. If you will study 
the life of the disciples, you will find that many times they made mistakes and were corrected by Jesus. Peter even denied Jesus three times. And the very next time he saw Jesus, Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? Each time he used a different Greek word, by the way. He, he get a little bit stronger language. And Peter finally, that the last time, it says he was grieved. He realized what was happening. Jesus said, you, you denied me three times. Now you've got to tell me three times you love me. And then you'll be restored. And not only did he restore him, but he gave him a blessing. He said, afterwards, you recall this and bring the brothers in. Mm. Mm. Folks, there's so much. God doesn't expect us to live a perfect life. But he does expect us to do the very best we can based on what we know. But there's no excuse to say, well, I didn't really understand it, Lord. Now, I can just picture the Lord saying, well, then why didn't you study (laughs) to learn it? Why didn't you find out? Because you see, here's the truth. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commands. So if we love him, we will love his word. It will be the most wonderful thing to us in our life. Because this is our instructions from our heavenly father. How we should live and how we go to heaven and how we help others to do the same. And if we truly love the Lord, we will spend time in his word learning it and then living it. You cannot be a good representative, a good ambassador of Jesus Christ if you don't know what he wants you to represent him with. How you are to stand before people who don't love him and represent him well. You will never know until you dig into his word. Recently somebody, you know, I post scriptures on Facebook every day. And recently somebody asked me, well, first of all, I've started, I've started also posting scriptures every day from the Hebrew Bible. And it has Hebrew in it. But it also has English in it. And if you look in your version of the Bible, your English version of the Bible, you can find out exactly what it's saying. You know, it's not that difficult. Somebody posted there, I can't understand this. This is why I never read the Bible. It just don't make any sense. So I said, well, the reason why you don't understand this is because it has Hebrew, not just English. But if you look in your Bible at the scripture reference, you can find out what it's saying. Well, never heard anything else. And then very recently, I posted a regular scripture. And this person, the same person, posted and said, I just don't understand this. Why does it, I think this is what it means, and they were right about what it means. But why do they use all these words that don't make sense and all this? So I posted back, replied and said, well, you have to realize, first of all, that you are right. You do have the right idea 
that you get out of a relationship what you put in. And in this case, it's a relationship with God. I said, but you also have to realize this message come from uh, 2,000 years ago and a much different culture. And it was not in English. It has been translated to English to the best that they could possibly translate it. I said, but you did understand the basic meaning, and that's what counts the most. I said, but here's the thing. Interpreting and understanding and learning the scripture is no different than applying ourselves to learn anything else. And I left it at that. (laughs) If you want to know what God says, and you really want to know, you will dig in it. You will read it. You will find help for the things you can't understand. But I want you to know this. After you read through the Bible, I don't know, 100, 200, 300 times, you can begin to see it all pieced together. You can begin to see that it is one big story. His story. My story. Your story. Why? Because it's about God and his relationship with people. We're not God, but we are people. So you are in the scripture. Your thoughts, your feelings, your actions are right in here. Man has never changed and never will until they allow God to change them. Where do you stand? What is your need? We're going to sing. If you have a need, just mind the Lord and come. Brother Bob. Our invitation hymn is number 538. I'll go where you want me to go. Stand, please.
be seated. Well, we've already gone over the announcements. Uh, you can remember them, I'm sure. Maybe I can. Um, is there anything else going on this week that we need to be aware of? Business meeting. Business meeting tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Yes. That's uh, next Wednesday? Thursday, right, okay. Starts at noon? Okay, good. Yeah, this is... Uh, if you can't be there, you can pray where you are. Right. But they always have a, uh, a very meaningful program. Yes. And uh, we'd encourage everyone to go. And then uh, next Monday, May the 9th, we'll be at Little York for the... Uh, I still can't get it out of my head for the Timothy Torch Tenders <laughs> meeting, the area men's fellowship meeting. We have a couple of uh, prayer requests. Does anybody remember the name of the song that they used to play when the kids did the Maypole dance? Or did you not do that around here? May, May Day? I, I wasn't familiar with it. Dance around the Maypole? And other pagan ceremonies or something? Well, I try to avoid those. But when you're in the seventh grade, it's hard to avoid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it was just a fun thing to do. Well, there's nothing wrong with having fun. That's right. As long as it's clean fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have enough for everybody? Thank you. Okay, now, Jim. Yes, I'd like to have a raise if that's okay. Okay. Amen. Always happy. Well, most of you may know that uh, we left church here last Sunday. Yeah. My great grandkids, and when we got home, about 20 minutes later, my car got home.
providence. Providence and mercy. There you go. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Give it to the girls. They didn't get one. She's already got one. Hey. Oh, this is no, I didn't say. All right. This is yours. Well, thank you very much. This is pretty. Deep purple. Hmm? Deep purple. More of a magenta. Ouch, it bit. Only you, Bob. Yep. World ain't ready for two of them. Only you get bit by a fly. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? Prayers, praise. Everybody stand up. Mitch, you missed out on one prayer. We'll let you get in on this one. You missed out on what? A prayer. What's that? The first one. You were late. You were late to church this morning, brother. I don't have to have all the fun (laughs) it can be shared all right sometimes there's things you can't help that's true (laughs) all right well praise the lord we all got a pretty flower take on yeah now i can plant this just outside in the ground and it'll be okay right man okay yeah a little bit well (laughs) <laughs> sorry okay feel like you've been to church amen amen well let's pray and everybody come back at five for the bible study tonight we're we're going to uh play pink floyd you're just another brick in the wall what just another brick in the wall didn't you see it, it was about had a brick on it no yeah. okay what's pink, pink floyd, floyd? <laughs> Have you got your car replaced yet, Jeff? Uh, no. Insurance going to take care of it, right? At, at least part, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm sorry that happened, but I'm really happy that the Lord protected you. And not only did you all not have problems but nothing else burned either it could have caught everything else on fire oh it did get some of the other stuff but all that stuff can be fixed people can't so amen that's the important thing thank you Jesus All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for such a beautiful day that you've given us. Lord, help us to remember to give you thanks when we look up and see that beautiful blue sky, when we see the sun, uh, when we see the beauty that you've given us. Lord, help us to remember to give you praise and thanks for the beautiful flowers, even these that's been passed out today. These are creations from you, and that's why they're so beautiful. So, Lord, help us to remember to thank you for everything and to remind ourselves to think of you throughout the day, to pray and to praise often so that we can be more like your disciples and to be better disciples. Yes. 
We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the time.